from KQED. Quick note before we start the show. I have loved making Queued Up for the last year and getting to bring you these amazing stories. But I wanted to let you know that next week will be our last episode of Queued Up. Don't worry, you'll still be able to hear great KQED storytelling by subscribing to The Bay Podcast. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And now, on to the penultimate episode of Queued Up. You're listening to Queued Up. I'm Ryan Levy. It's been a busy year in the Oakland Unified School District. A week-long teacher strike, talk of closing and merging schools, raucous school board meetings, and now it's time for parents to decide which school their kids are going to be at next year. Earlier this month, the district told parents which schools their students got into if they applied through the open enrollment process. Now, as with most things, parents who know how the system works, and these tend to be highly educated and affluent parents, they've got a leg up. But KQD's Julia McAvoy has a story of a parent who got some help from a group trying to level that playing field. Tony Rochelle was in the middle of a divorce. It was summer, and she was moving from Richmond to Oakland with a daughter entering pre-K and her toddler son, and working two jobs. I'll just keep it real. I picked St. Cuffle because of the name. The name is very powerful. And it was right down the street from my job, right around the corner from my house. So I was just like, okay, that seems perfect. But that year, Rochelle began to have concerns about her daughter's school. I think we had maybe two or maybe three principals at the time coming in and picking up my child and she's watching TV. Rochelle had noticed these people in yellow shirts outside her school canvassing parents. I did kind of ignore them. And then finally, I took some time to see what they offered me some hot chocolate. It was cold that day, okay? (laughs) What they had was information. The school's test scores were way below state standards. Rochelle was stunned and scared. Then she learned the majority of kids of color in Oakland are in underperforming schools. It broke my heart. And once it broke my heart, I got really engaged. And one of the reasons I got engaged is because uh, I grew up in foster care. So I moved around a lot when I was a youngster. Rochelle got put into special ed classes. By her senior year, she heard all her friends talking about college. Well, what college am I going to go to, you know? And my my counselor was like, you know, Tony, you're really not college material. Tony Rochelle is not going to let her daughter fall behind. Rochelle learned about Oakland's open enrollment from those yellow shirts. They are activists from a group called Oakland Reach who want better quality schools for their kids. Rochelle said before meeting them, she had no clue there was this thing called open enrollment that allows parents to apply to any school in the district. Like, there's no public announcement for this. It's a secret. (laughs) A well-kept secret. We don't hide it on purpose. Charles Wilson is the district's chief of enrollment. He says district advertising dollars are limited. Principals are supposed to help get the word out about open enrollment. And the district is starting to make better use of texting and emailing to reach parents. We've done better. I mean, I think that's why you see the increased participation. About a 1,000 more parents entered open enrollment this year than last. 64 of those families, like Tony Rochelle's, were helped by Oakland Reach. This year, Rochelle applied and got her daughter into a charter, her first choice, KIPP. Her co-worker's daughter also got in. 
she had got the um, text too. So we both was like, we got it, we got it, you know. And she's a first grader too. Charter critics don't like that Oakland Reach is helping move kids into charters. But it's important to note that Oakland Reach counselors like Wanda Wilkerson are also helping parents choose better district-run schools, not just charters. Are you making sandcastles or sand pies? Sandcastles. Sand Wilkerson runs the after-school program at the Allendale Community Center. I'm that granny you don't want to see coming down the hall. I'm the one blowing smoke out of both nose trying to figure out why my child ain't got this, why my child ain't got that. The system has failed us so long, and I want to be a part of that process that brings about that change. Did you go? No? No school today? So what Wilkerson today? and Oakland Reach just won another victory this month. It's called an opportunity ticket. Thanks to KQED's Julia McAvoy for that story. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that opportunity ticket she mentioned. It's a new kind of radical policy the district just approved. It basically means that if your school is closed or merged, you've got priority in getting your kid into a better school. Now, that could affect parents who paid big bucks to buy into neighborhoods with the city's top schools, schools like Peralta Elementary. That's where Jonathan Osler's kids go. And he talked to KQD's Brian Watt about who has the opportunity to go there and why. Peralta Elementary School was the highest requested elementary school in the district. And 80% of the kids at the school live in the neighborhood. This is a neighborhood where the average home costs a million dollars. So what this means is if you can't afford to live in the neighborhood, you have a very little chance of getting into this school. It's important to question why those of us who have the most privilege to be able to live in a neighborhood like this should get priority in getting our kids into this school. So it sounds like you are in favor of an opportunity ticket. Well, for me, there are a number of schools in Oakland where advantage and privilege are heavily concentrated and that kids are are segregated along lines of race and class and, and resources are segregated uh, along those lines as well. So, for example, there are 15 schools in Oakland that are raising roughly $5 million a year, uh, whereas the majority of the other schools raise very little. You also have about 60 elementary schools in the district and uh, 70% of all white kids attend only 10 of those schools. So, as a white person, I feel the responsibility to lift up these questions of right, what has led to this concentration of advantage and what are those of us in these positions going to do to ensure there's more equitable opportunities and outcomes for kids across the city. And you are active with a group called Equity Allies, which is formed to address this. What has this group been doing? One example is that we recently raised $100,000, which is going to be donated back to 10 schools in OUSD. And while we recognize that this amount of money is not game-changing, our interest is largely in raising this question and, and engaging folks in a conversation about, you know, sort of what's the impact of that on other kids and other schools. We feel a real strong need for much more significant investment in schools across the city and are not suggesting that the only way that a child is going to get a quality education is if they attend a school that is largely white or affluent. Parents should be able to feel great about sending their kids to their local school in their own neighborhood. It's just that those schools need significant more resources to ensure quality outcomes. Jonathan Osler, thanks very much for coming to talk to us. You're very welcome. 
That was Jonathan Osler talking to KQED's Brian Watt. Jonathan wrote a whole piece on Medium about this called Buying My Way Into an Oakland Public School, which is definitely worth a read. And you can find more of KQED's ongoing coverage of everything going down in Oakland Public Schools at kqed.org slash oaklandschools. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week.